On the latest episode of the new title drop, we share our cozy reading habits and Angela and Melanie share their picks for titles to check out this month. This is the new title drop for November 2023. Hello and welcome to OPL's mini episode series of The Book Drop, where we share new titles coming out this month. I'm Erin Dewar, the Readers and Writers Librarian for OPL. Hi, I'm Angela, and I am one of our Collection Development Librarians. And I'm Melanie. I'm also a Collection Development Librarian. Hello, friends. Uh, so it is it is very much fall. It actually feels like winter outside. If you live in Nebraska right now, it's very cold. Uh, but with that, I'm curious, like, what are you guys's, do you change your reading habits in the colder month? Do you have certain places you want to read or do you do anything different? I absolutely do. Like blankets have to be placed all over the house. Uh, Cause reading under a blanket is my favorite thing. I do have a cozy chair that is just for reading that I kind of use year round, but I've noticed that I use it more because it's next to the heating vent and it's also next to the window. So the sunlight comes in real nice. So my cat agrees and we both cuddle up and read there as well. Um, and I also like reading physical books more when I'm colder. I don't know why. <laughs> I get that. I mean, I can't explain why I get that, but I get that. <laughs> Right. It just makes sense. I don't know if mine changes too much. I'm always under a blanket, like if I read (laughs) or just sitting on the couch because I can't not be for some reason. Um, I need to be comfy. And uh, I guess having hot tea is probably the thing that I change in the winter months. It's, It's not really something I drink any other time of year other than when it's cold outside. So, yeah, that would be mine. I think. I'm with you there, Melanie. Like, I don't drink a lot of hot drinks. Like, I drink cold – I drink iced coffee all year round. But, like, if I need to get cozy, I will make tea or, like, moon milk, which is basically just, like, milk with maple syrup and, like, some cinnamon in it. It's really good. Um, And I do – I am lucky enough to have a fireplace, so I do like to turn that on, and that's a real vibe. I would say, like – The only downside is that my dogs do want to cuddle and they want to like get in my armpit and it's like really hard to hold a book in the way that they want to be held and then like also hold my book. So it's like a struggle for sure. (laughs) My cat has figured it out. Like he, he gets the distance that I need to read with my eyes. So he makes sure to be further down on my lap than that. And my reading chair is like an elongated chair. Like it's one of those like fainting couches So I have my legs up and I'm like, so he knows that he needs to be, he knows his spot spot (laughs) further down from the book. He gets it. That's cute. Cool. Well, uh, what, what books are you bringing us in these cozy months ahead? All right. Um, I can go first. The first book I have to talk about is called A Grandmother Begins the Story by Michelle Porter. This one comes out November 7th. This Canadian Canadian debut novelist's multi-generational story of several Métis women is told through short sections following the different women in Western Canada. Porter brings her experience in memoir and poetry works into the language with an underlying haunting tone. From a matriarch settling into the afterlife, 
her 80-year-old daughter who is checking herself into rehab, a young mother recently separated and trying to learn more about her heritage, and more generations in between. The family saga even includes some perspectives from a bison family, all interconnected in a story with themes of music, colonialism, generational trauma, grief, and healing. Author Richard Van Camp says this book will leave you forever charmed and soul-spun. What a vision. What courage to blow a hole through all expectations of what a story can be and how it's told and what a masterwork from a voice I'd follow anywhere. This is why we read and this is why we write, to discover places and voices and visions like these. And that sounds pretty amazing to me. <laughs> this is why praise. we read. Right. Yeah. yeah, wow. What a blurb. <laughs> Yeah. Did they say soul spun? Is that – I've never spun. heard that. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that I before, though. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Follow that. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, oops. Okay. So, no, this one looks really cool. Um, and it's the only fiction I'm bringing you uh, this month. So, The Village Healer's Book of Cures by Jennifer Sherman Roberts. Uh, we have a protagonist named Mary Fawcett who has been using healing recipes that have passed, been passed down for generations amongst the women in her family. Her care and empathy for the sick drive her to do her work, but this is the 17th century and knowledge can be very dangerous. A witch finder starts honing in on Mary and accusing her of witchcraft. To make matters worse, her patient's husband is murdered and his body is found with strange symbols that the witch finder ties back to Mary. The town she has healed and taken care of turns against her, and she must turn to a stranger for help. With elements of historical fiction and mystery genres, this book is full of reasons to keep the pages turning. Paulette Kennedy says, A stunning achievement in historical fiction, The Village Healer's Book of Cures is by turns a work of luminous beauty and a harrowingly dark exploration of the perilous role cunning women played in a society ripe with suspicion. Mary Fawcett is an unforgettable heroine and Robert's nimble prose enchants with its honesty. An exquisite, wise, and ambitious debut. Oh, it's out November 1st. Nice. Yeah. I, I thought from the title that was going to be a nonfiction book. So that's very interesting. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I flipped it on you. Trickster. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I can never um, not be intrigued by a thriller, apparently. And this one checks some of those like keywords that make me want to read it. Um, the title is There Should Have Been Eight by L Nalini Singh. It comes out November 21st. And first of all, what a excellent title. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that was one of like the biggest polls for why I chose to talk about it. Singh, who is most known for her paranormal romance work, is changing things up a bit by giving us this suspenseful and atmospheric psychological thriller. A group of friends since high school come together for a reunion at a remote mountainous state in New Zealand nine years after the death of one of their own. As the publisher states, best friends, old flames, secret enemies, and new lovers are all under one roof, which is some pretty good drama in and of itself, but it quickly turns into a locked room mystery as a snowstorm traps and isolates them, and accidents and ominous events occur, and bonus, a creepy doll that looks like their deceased <laughs> friend appears out of nowhere. No! <laughs> Underlying this all are doubts as to not only how their friend died, but how her death was handled. A book list review says this story of friendship and obsession unfolds greatly at first, then at breakneck breakneck pace until it reaches a shocking conclusion. 
Wow. I was not expecting a doll in that situation. Right? Yeah. A doll that looks like their wow. friend. That's even worse. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> but I like it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I was very proud of myself that this month I didn't bring any horror or thrillers because I've been doing a ton of that. Um, but And I love that title, too. I tried to talk about it, but Melanie had already snatched it up. Um, But this title is pretty good, too. Uh, Gator Country, Deception, Danger, and Alligators in the Everglades by Rebecca Renner. That sounds like fiction, but it's not. Um, So I have to say, as someone who lived in Florida for a good amount of time, people always associating Florida with alligators is kind of exaggerated. Like I didn't see alligators every day on my way to school or anything like that. But um, also with that title, I was like, I need to, I need to know what this book is. So uh, it just immediately caught me. I just kind of think about this underground world where people actually snatch alligators on purpose. So officer Jeff uh, Babatwa is working on a case about alligator poaching and he adopts an alter ego where he starts his own alligator farm to find the people who are doing this. He finds the culprits and their humanity and explores the twists that lead people to do this kind of work. With glow-in-the-dark alligators, high-speed airboat rides, and details to a world many of us have never gotten close to, this book is a mix of reporting, nature writing, crime solving, and exploration of the social economic factors that lead to impossible choices. Erica Krauss says it is told with fierce loyalty to nature and compassion for humans. Renner's Gator Country delivers all the suspense and subterfuge of a Le Carre novel, It'll make it'll even it'll even make you love alligators, and that's out November fourteenth. All right, my nonfiction offering is much different than Gator Country. <laughs> uh, it is called The Darcy Myth: Jane Austen, Literary Heartthrobs, and the Monsters They Taught Us to Love by Rachel Fetter. It comes out November seventh. Fetter, an associate professor of English and Literary Arts at the University of Denver, asks if we should be reading Pride and Prejudice as a gothic horror. Mm. Fetter looks into the bad boy, standoffish behavior of Darcy and one of our most classic enemies to lovers tropes. She asks why readers have largely ignored his worst behaviors to root for him as a romantic hero. In this work, she compares the novel to contemporary popular culture in theater, TV, film, and music. Apparently, there are a lot of Taylor Swift mentions in here, and she explores the politics of the 19th century and today. I think for anyone interested in Jane Austen's work, this will be a really fun read to think of these characters in a totally different way and could possibly make for a great book book club discussion, too. Oh, wow. I am. I am. Don't get mad at me, y'all. But I am not interested in Jane Austen, but I'm interested in that book. Like, I do (laughs) want to read that and figure that out. Um. Yeah, that does sound good. Okay. My next nonfiction is a memoir. It's called The Risk It Takes to Bloom on Life and Liberation by Raquel Willis. Uh, So I absolutely love memoirs. And I've been reading a plethora of celebrity memoirs that came out in a fury in October. Uh, But I also greatly cherish memoirs by those who are living their life outside of Hollywood. And I'm really looking forward to this title by a Black transgender activist detailing her life and the difficult experiences that have taught her to bloom. She details her journey of an isolating childhood in the South and self-discovery as she went off to college. 
then her decision as a journalist to come out amid the high rates of violence perpetuated against transgender women of color. Her formidable work as an activist gives readers powerful perspective in engaging with collective liberation. Janelle Monet says, with an, an unmistakable Southern charm and clarity, Raquel Willis generously exalts the Black trans experience. She weaves a personal journey of the body and identity with that of a society reckoning with a changing world. And this title is also out November 14th. Sounds good. I like that title too. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. We had some good titles. This yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> good stuff. I appreciate you both doing the work, finding the books that our patrons, well, not only that they like for them to check out, you need to buy them, but for finding the good ones that you think they should really know about. So thank you. We love it. It's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all the titles mentioned, we'll put them in a list in our episode description and you can click on them and put them right on hold when you see that. Uh, stop by on the first Tuesday of every month to hear about new books coming out in the following month. It might get a little weird at the end of the year, so just heads <laughs> up. That might not be true in December. Uh, don't forget to watch out for our full-length episodes on Fridays on your favorite podcast app. And that's our episode. Thanks for joining us for our new title drop for November 2023. Thank you. Thank you. The book drop is produced by Omaha Public Library. Our theme music is trapped in amber, courtesy of the band Lucid Fugue. Don't forget to subscribe to the book drop on your favorite podcast app and like and follow Omaha Public Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on the book drop. Bye.